You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 202. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 202. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, my dearest love. Hello, gorgeous. Ready to record a pod for the audience? I am. I actually am ready. All the pod people? The audience. I know. They're yeah. they're the best. We they're have the best, best. audience in the world. We do. We have the best listeners. Hey guys, welcome, welcome. Thrilled to have you here today. And this is a two-part series oh. that has been kind of in the making for a while. People have been asking for it. There's a couple of topics people have been asking for. This is one of them, and we're going to do part one this week. We'll do part two next week, and it is all about how to manifest a soulmate. Oh, that takes two podcasts for sure. At least. At least. We should tidy it all up within two podcasts. (laughs) No, it's just, it really is going to be about the framework and the things you really have to be aware of if you want to call that into existence into your world Hmm. and it was actually uh, kind of spurred by a listener submission so I'm going to read that and see how that resonates with people and then we'll jump in to part one Mm. sounds Sounds good sounds pretty good right but before we jump into all of that stuff which may or may not include a free shit alert why we'll have to see if there's an alert I don't know there might be an alert there might be an alert alert lingering in the darkness do you hear I don't know we'll have to we'll have to see see. but before that why don't we get you to warm up the mics gotta warm up the mics with a would you rather Would you rather? All right. So today's would you rather, let's just preface this by saying it's a slight gra- slightly graphic. So <laughs> It's rated, it's definitely rated R. Rated R. Maybe X. Possibly. All right, here we go. Would you rather have vaginas for ears or penises for fingers? <laughs> dick fingers dick fingers oh my god um, would you call them vajirs <laughs> <laughs> like speak that into my vajir real quick <laughs> just get closer to my vajir oh my gosh it's like or somebody's like um which direction is the bathroom and you're like right over there and they're like oh it, is that a dick <laughs> on your finger? Do you have penis fingers? <laughs> Do you have dick fingers? Oh my god. <laughs> well, funny. okay. So I think Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I think for me, I would choose the vajirs. You would. <laughs> so you have three vaginas? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we could get really involved here and ask like how functioning they are and all of sure. those things, yeah, but yeah. I I think for me because I have long hair I could at least put my hair oh, over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus if I had dick fingers, it'd be like it'd be and it'd be really hard to type. 
<laughs> It'd be hard to do most things. So are they <clears throat> stiff or are they flaccid? Well, they would do both, right? So how would you massage, like, if you had penis fingers? Uh, no. I'd have to find a new career. You would have to see, you know what I mean? I'd have to be in porn or something. But you don't have hair, so you couldn't necessarily put hair I can't on. hide my vajeers. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of all of this, I can't believe how many people picked shoulder nipple. Shoulder nipple's big. It's I, a big one. I was very clearly a Nino's, like... Yeah. For sure, and he knows. But so many people said shoulder nipple. So I don't know. What would you pick? Well, because I'm a massage therapist and I use my hands all day, I don't want to be rubbing my penises all over people. Wow. So I'm going to go with the vajiers. You're going to go with the vajiers? Yeah, I'd have to go with the vajiers. And yeah. <laughs> you could just wear earmuffs all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like on uh, There's Something About Mary. <laughs> oh my God. He's always got earmuffs on. That's too, too good. All right. So we would love to hear from you what you would rather. So what you can do is just cruise over to Instagram. That's where I typically hang out the most. Find me under my handle at the joy junkie and find just the latest meme for this episode and let me know in the comments what you would rather. Would you rather have vaginas as ears, also known as vajiers, <laughs> or would you rather have penises for fingers on both hands? Or you could call them penegers. <laughs> or if it's dick finger Penis. it could be a dinger a dinger <laughs> i'm just gonna point my my dinger at you oh my gosh uh, let's talk about other stuff let's do that <laughs> we digress all right so as i said this is gonna be oh, i need to get my shit together after that. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a funny one <laughs> We are going to be talking about part one of how to manifest your soulmate. Now, this whole process is not something that you can just think about while you're listening, maybe while you're driving or doing your cooking or your makeup or whatever. This is something that you absolutely must take a pen to paper. Write it down. So for that reason... Wait, do you hear that? What? Oh, I... Is I it off in the distance? We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. Yes, 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 it was. See? Right See? on point. I knew I, I knew I heard a free shit I alert. That's it. right. It was so, scratching at the door. I heard it. Here's the deal. You are going to need to take pen to paper. So I felt very strongly about this. So I've created a free cheat sheet for you that's going to go along with this episode and next episode. So all I need you to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash 202 and you'll see the opportunity to ask for it. Just you click on the button and it will send it directly to your inbox and then print it out so that you can go along with this episode and fill things in. Now, you might wanna just hear this topic today and get some ideas and then go to the worksheet and journal on it later. But you definitely want to have that. Plus, it's going to have stuff that's going to be covered next week. Mm. All right. And it's all going to coincide and it's all going to be something you need to get out of your head and onto paper. There's this really magical thing that happens when we crystallize something super definitively on paper. So true. And I, shit you not, I have had probably four or five clients who have completely manifested a soulmate going through this process. 
Sweet. Now, it's not just writing shit down. You have to do something about it, right? Take action, yeah. And we're going to talk about that next week. But this week is all going to be about an exercise that I like to call Soulmate Factory. Mm. And it's essentially the first formula, first piece of the formula of manifestation. So you might remember we talked about how to manifest shit. A few pods ago, I will put a link to that in the show notes page. I remember that. Well, if you remember that episode, I talk about the first piece of manifesting anything is to declare what it is that you want. Well, in a relationship, when you're talking about creating an intimate partnership, most of the time we don't get really crystal clear about what we want in a partner. We kind Mm -hmm. of just take whatever comes our way if there's red flags we cognitively override them and say things to ourselves like oh we're being too needy i'm too needy i'm asking for too much that doesn't exist so this whole process is designed to nail down exactly what you are looking for inside of a relationship so it's one of those things too that unless you're really clear unless you've told the universe here's what i'm looking for just saying I want a partner is not good enough. Like that could get anyone dropped off at your doorstep. We need to be very clear. I'm sure you guys have heard that that quote. I can't remember who it's by, but I always said I wanted to be somebody. Now I realize I should have been more specific. Yes. <laughs> an actress or something, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. I can't recall. But it's, it's the same thing like this. I want a soulmate and I need to be a little bit more specific about that. Because soulmates can actually be extremely toxic. You can meet somebody who's very viscerally, spiritually connected to you on a soulful level. That's true. And the other components are void. And the relationship becomes extremely toxic. So some of you out there may relate to that, where you've had somebody in your world who it was intense and beautiful and and electric, but you couldn't communicate, but you were codependent, but there was all these other elements that are imperative in order to make a relationship work. So I want to read to you guys. Did you... Did you Lily fa- Tomlin. You fact-checked me? Mm-hmm. Lily Tomlin. Lily Tom was one of Thank about. you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so useful on the pod. <laughs> I really On the pod. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I want to read you the listener submission for this particular topic. And by the way, if you did not know that this is possible, if you are on the show notes page grabbing your worksheet at thejoyjunkie.com slash 202, you'll also see a spot there that says submit a show topic. We welcome topic suggestions because they're really helpful for us in crafting very applicable responses and content for you based off of what you want. So you can always submit one of those there. So here's what she says. Hi, Amy. Some of us single ladies are sitting over here in our corner of the world listening to you and your awesome husband thinking, how in the world does one attract to their lives an evolved man like that? By the way, the, the subject was, how to manifest a Mr. Smith. Oh, all the single ladies. Oh, all the, the single, single ladies. ladies. I thought that was really... That's so sweet. Really sweet. And it made me extremely proud of you. Oh, that makes me feel honored. Good. She says, what is it that you will and won't tolerate for men? What is it that you give and offer to men? And how do you recognize a Mr. Smith when you meet one? I Aww. Right? 
I absolutely Sweet. love how respectful you two are of each other. I'm sure there are dudes listening to the podcast wanting to know how you attract an Amy too. Super sweet. Absolutely. So she was saying, I know now that it's possible to have a man that will respect you, respect your voice, respect and support your work, care about the issues that pertain to you. And I'm sure you know you're blessed compared to a lot of women. But I also suspect that this has a lot to do with the amazing internal compass of yours, Amy. And I'm sure that this relationship is another manifestation of your self-respect, and I want some of that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is why so many people, well, first of all, we need to give her a warm fuzzy. Like, hello. Uh, For sure. Yay! Huge warm fuzzy to you for your really, really sweet comments. But yeah, there's a lot to do with how you feel about yourself. And that is why a lot of people who are insecure tend to attract codependent people where mm-hmm. you're both insecure and then you both have jealousy issues and you both make each other wrong and it becomes this kind of toxic environment. We did do another two-part series, which I will link to as well, that was about all of the ways in which we've made our relationship work. Oh, okay. Remember when we did that, we talked about how we, how we've kept our love alive for two decades. Now that's very different to actually attracting somebody to begin with. Right. Right. So if you're in a situation where you want to know how to make your relationship work, that's definitely a pod you want to check out. So again, check out the show notes page again at uh, episode 202. And she says, so please, Amy, please, can you speak to this topic? I would seriously appreciate it. I've done a lot of work on myself since my divorce, and my season for healthy relationships is dawning, and I could really use your guidance. I appreciate you so much. You have no idea how much light you bring to my life. So sweet. And then this I love. P.S. I'd rather have a shoulder nipple than a knee nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That makes me so happy. Shoulder nipple's pretty popular. It really is. It's going to be a new thing. Everybody's going to be like, check out my shoulder nipple. Oh my gosh, when I was on the... And it's going to be blinged out. Put some bedazzles on it. It's pierced. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the other day on the workshop, somebody... You know, so a few weeks ago, you guys know I did an online workshop. Somebody in the comments wrote, tiny rhino! (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh, I can't even... I think it was, would you rather have a tiny rhino sit on your desk or would you rather shit $100 bills? (laughs) that's what it was wasn't that no it was a tiny rhino or like a like a huge bear or something wasn't it i can't remember i can't remember i look back at that one all right anyway here's the deal with all of this yes you definitely pointed out something here about the work you need to do internally in order to be ready for a relationship but if you're at that point where you do know that this is a desire of your heart and you're ready to start dating, you're ready to call this person forth into your life, this is absolutely going to be a game-changing exercise for you. So you're going to see this in the worksheet for this week. And be sure, be sure, be sure you get that. It was a giant hamster. Oh, a giant hamster? Yeah, that was oh, the that's other one. no contest. No contest. But you could ride a giant hamster. Yeah, but you definitely want a tiny rhino. You want a, you want a tiny I rhino. I mean, you're going to want a tiny rhino. <laughs> so here's the exercise. It is something that I have put together called Soulmate Factory Exercise. 
couple of things that you need to know before we go into this process or before you start filling out your cheat sheet. The first is you really want to go through this thoughtfully. If you are serious about doing this, I suggest carving out at least an hour of undivided attention for this project. So no interruptions, don't do it on your lunch hour unless you can really dig in deep. You wanna do this thoughtfully and consciously, not flippantly. The second thing that you need to understand is that no inner critics are allowed. This is essentially going to be fantasy. So okay. no inner critics are allowed in your fantasy. It's It would be asinine to allow your inner critic or your inner shit talker to, to hang out during your daydream. Like how counterproductive how and dare you. not fucking fair. No fair. As we go through this, there are going to be things that your inner critic are, is going to pop in and go, that's not realistic. You're asking for too much. That is your clue in to go, hey, I hear you. You're not allowed to be a part of my fantasy. Mm -hmm. Move along. That's right. Think of this as a creative project. Nobody gets to judge your art. Nobody gets to judge your fantasy, including your inner critic. Okay? So those are yes. my two disclaimers. All right. So now we're going to visualize going into an actual soulmate factory. Think of something kind of like Home Depot, a giant factory, and you are going to be going into four major rooms where you are going to put your order in with the universe. So your like idea, the idea is that you're saying, hey, universe, if this stuff happens to be in stock... These are my preferences. All right. If it's available, I'll take it. Okay? And you want to really keep that in mind. We're going to come back to that as well. So there's going to be four major rooms. And it's almost like when you, you know, when you go to Home Depot and you meet with somebody and you maybe are picking out new kitchen cabinets or a whole new kitchen and that we're like, okay, here's what we're going to do on the countertops. Okay, perfect. We picked that. Did we pick the grout color? Okay, pick the grout color. Okay, did we pick this? Uh, cabinetry, yes. What about the handles? We want these. That's what we're going to do for this person in your life. Okay. All right? So the first room that we need to make decisions about is the physical room. This is everything related to aesthetics, everything related to the physicality of this person. You superficial. Hey, no, nope. <laughs> inner critic, you're out of here. Go to your inner closet. Go to your closet. <laughs> Thank you, but that's a really great... I think metaphor for what people are likely going to be experiencing. Absolutely. Again, this is yours to dream up. No inner critics allowed in the dream. I want you to be as specific and as clear and as quantifiable as possible. If you want six feet or higher, if you want, you know, if, if we're talking about uh, ethnicity, you can put ethnicity. Hair color. Hair color. Penis size. Teeth shape. Boob size, if it's women. Like, <laughs> teeth shape, yes. Shoulder nipples. Shoulder nipples. Knee <laughs> noses. Like, <laughs> vajeers. Gotta have vajeers. Dick fingers. Got no. to. 
right? You get the picture. But this can also be, ideally, they would be covered in tattoos. I would love if they were bearded. I'm giving you some of mine that I prefer. (laughs) So this is where you say, here's all the things. If it's in stock, these are the things that I want. You can also talk about, I want them to be really built. I want whatever. All things physical, you get to dream as big as you want. Okay? So that's the first room. Dial in your order with the universe. Then we move into room number two, which is all things character. Okay. In the character room, you are going to pick all of the things that matter the most to this person. That you want to matter the most to this person. Okay. So if you want them to highly value family, be really family oriented. If you want them to be really generous or thoughtful or romantic, these are all the character traits the things that they value. It could also be things like they're heavily involved with their own personal family or they're extremely involved in philanthropy or they're very strongly an advocate for social justice. It's the things that they stand for. This is also where you might want to pinpoint any spirituality that they might have. Okay. Here are the things that they really hold dear. And looking at the things, and it's likely going to be a mirror of the things that you hold dear. So for me, personally, I would never put adventurous. I'm not necessarily an adventurous person. I wouldn't put spontaneous. I'm not, I, that freaks me the fuck out. I don't like spontaneity, right? But I absolutely would write honest, cares about personal development, cares about being a better person, cares about our fellow man and social justice, has liberal tendencies, but is open-minded to other people's opinions, spiritually open to everybody's journey being their own journey. Like So that gives you kind of an understanding of where what, what I would put, but put what's true for you. And knowing, again, that it's likely a mirror of who you are. Mm-hmm. All of the things that matter from a character standpoint. And this can also permeate things like work ethic. Do they, are they a go-getter? Are they an entrepreneur? Mm. What's their work ethic like? Again, these things will likely mirror your own. Okay. Dial in your universe. Dial in that order. And then now we move to room number three. What's this room? What's in this room? This room is the Our Life Together room. This is where you identify all of the things that you can think about, anything that you can dream up about your life together. Hmm. So this can be, here's what we love to do together. We love to go whiskey tasting or wine tasting. We love to go rock climbing. We book four vacations every single year, and we always go someplace we've never been. And we love bed and breakfast. Like the tiny rhino petting zoo? Like the tiny rhino petting zoo. <laughs> you also can include things like we love to stay in and get Chinese food and just veg out. We love being at home. Uh, we Our frequency of sex looks like this. So noodles and chill? 
<laughs> uh, chow mein and chill. Chow mein and chill. I love it. <laughs> so it might be like chow mein and chill. But this is your day in and day out life. Do you have separate residences or do you live together? Do you hire somebody to clean or do you both love to clean and do the operations of the house? Who does the bills? Do you do separate finances or do you work on your financial house together? Do you have children? Is it a blended family? Will you eventually have children together? Is that something that you would experience? Do you want to take courses together or classes? How involved are you with the rest of your families? Are you going to live close to family, far away from family? Interesting. All of the things that is our life together. Talk about as specific as where you're going to live, if you're going to live together, all of that, but city, state, location, within that state. I mean, all of that. The more clear you can get on what your life together would look like, the more you can call that into existence. Got it. Okay. Can you think of anything else that would be a great example of our life together, things we love to do? Mm. I think for us, we would put, we love street fairs. That's something that we love to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. And what you can also do, you guys, is kind of reverse engineer this so you can go back to some of your relationships even if they didn't work out you know like for myself I can think back to people I dated prior to you and there were certain components that I really loved like this one was a musician and I really enjoyed going to his shows and that Mm. was kind of a fun element there was a ton of other shit that was completely a deal breaker that I would never want again. But you can also look back at past relationships and go, you know what, that element, that was really fun. That was really uniting. I did really enjoy that. Absolutely. I think those things help us find our soulmates. That's right. I like these features, not these features. Keep these, throw these out. Right. I'm going to issue a return for this. (laughs) Is there a layaway program? I am going to need an exchange. Yeah, but you can also do the same exact thing for character traits. You might have a relationship where the sex was incredible, but the person was really mean and biting and wasn't as open as far as communication as you would like, as you would prefer. So you can kind of pick and choose, and then you can also do the opposite. So for instance, if somebody was really, really stingy in a past relationship, maybe something that you're craving in the new character room is generosity, Yep. right? So don't be afraid to use that. Another slight caveat that I will mention too is This can be an extremely advantageous exercise for people who are in a relationship and they don't know if they should stay or not. And they've gotten themselves all guilted into reasons to stay other than really truly believing that this relationship is right for them. Mm -hmm. Now, I cannot tell you if it is or it isn't. That would be incredibly negligent for me to say. But this can be a great thing to go through to identify what matters the most to you. Now, if you do it in that regard, here's what you need to know. You know how we dismissed inner critic at the beginning? Yeah. We need to dismiss feeling as though you need to record everything that is indicative of your spouse. So sometimes subconsciously we think, 
I really wish I was with my soulmate. I really wish I want to believe that I'm with the right person. So let me write down all their traits. Okay, yeah. Let me write down what they look like instead of really tapping into, particularly in that character room, what matters most to you in a partner. Right, okay. Okay? So those are the first three rooms. Now the fourth room you're going to go into door number four door number four and this is kind of the currency room this is the energetic exchange so for this is what i like to say Mm. about this room i have no problem taking people's money for a class or for as a client because i know exactly what i'm willing to give in return i know this is the money they give in exchange for the transformation and support that I'm willing to give. Yes. All it, it many just happens to be the energy exchange, right? Okay. This room is all about who you intend to be in this relationship. Oh, interesting. This is who do I intend to be to support this person physically, character-wise, and in our life together. So if you're saying, I demand this person to be this for me, in return, I intend to be this, equally as powerful, equally as strong. Interesting. Not in a place of tit for tat or I have to pay for this, but in a place of we're going to come to this union, both of us giving 100%. Right. Not you owe it to me or whatever. But this room I find to be really enlightening for people because they love this idea of, oh, I want to manifest the perfect person for me. But we very rarely think about what am I willing to be for this person? Yeah. Am I willing to be vulnerable? Am I willing to be completely open and honest? Am I willing to be fucking silly and ridiculous and make a fool of myself? Am I willing Hmm. to share my finances? How do I, and maybe not, how do I intend to show up for them physically, character-wise, and in our life together? So going through all of those three rooms and identifying your role in the matter and just writing all of that out. I intend to look after my physical self. Working out, being mindful of what I put in my system, taking care of my dental appointments, caring about my medical appointments, those sorts of things, like really showing up, caretaking for my physical vessel. Here's what I intend to do from a character standpoint. Here's what I intend to bring to the table in our in our co-living space. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to do all the things that you're going to bring. Okay? I like that. Uh, you know what I like about that is that it's not just like it, any anyone who's been in a relationship knows that it's not 50-50. It's 100-100, right? And if you're not giving 100%, then you can't expect 100%. Exactly. Um, so if you're asking for 100%, you have to be willing to put your 100% in. Yep. So what is that 100% for you? And I'll tell you a huge sticking point with that is I want somebody to be open, honest, and vulnerable with me. But I'm not willing to do it. Yeah. It, it, but it's like, but you go first. <laughs> right, right. But you go first until I feel safe and then I'll go. Right. No, this is a matching of wits, you guys. It has to be 
okay, I'm willing to be this. Now, when we talk about actually going out and taking action around this, this does not mean that you do this with every single person you date. That you just, oh, you're an open book and you say everything and anything. Okay. okay. So we'll talk about that a lot next week. So don't worry too much about this, that now. Right now, it's just about dialing in the order because the universe cannot provide anything for you unless you have clearly stated here is what I want and here is who I intend to be. Nice. Final little step that you're going to take is you're going to go back through your list of weeks of rooms one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. All of those things that you've crafted and you're going to put an asterisk or a circle it or checkbox, whatever you want to do around all of the things that are an absolute deal breaker for you. These are the things that you will not become partnered with somebody if those are the case. So for instance, if it's a deal breaker for you for somebody to smoke, then if you go out on a date with somebody and you know that they smoke, you are like, you know what? You get to decide to not take that any further. Because you've already identified Mm -hmm. this is a deal breaker for me. Right. If you go back through the character room and you go, okay, honesty is a big deal. If I see anything from somebody who indicates that they could possibly be dishonest about something, that's a deal breaker. I'm not continuing that relationship. Right? In the physical category, maybe it's, you know what, I would love, 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 love if they were Italian. Or if they were Jewish, like me, that would be amazing. If they weren't, it's not a deal breaker. It doesn't get an asterisk. Or possibly it does. You get to decide all of the things that are a deal breaker. Now, here's the deal with that. That is your deal breaker at this particular place in time. You can alter this if you gain new information. So, for instance, that same example that I just gave, let's say you go out with somebody who is everything from your soulmate factory and they happen to smoke. You get to decide right then, and if let's say that was a deal breaker for you. Okay. You get to decide right then, is this still at this point a deal breaker for me? Is there any way around it? Are they open to quitting? Can we strike up a conversation about it? You get to always call the shots on this. But here's why this whole thing is so important. Most of the time, we do not crystallize what we're looking for, and we take on a shit ton of projects. So people show up in our life, and then we do the cognitive override, where it's like, but they're so nice, even though you're not attracted to them. That was something I was thinking about earlier in the podcast, yeah. Or there's a red flag about honesty or about something that really is of merit to you. And you go, I'm being too picky. I'm asking for too much. Let's take this on as a project. Let's work on making this into what I want. Mm -hmm. Instead of acknowledging, hey, honey, you've already said this is not what you want. Abort mission. Let's get out now. Right. It makes the dating process way easier. Right. And you get to decide at any time during that process if you want to switch your deal breakers. 
It could be something that was really, really important to you in your 20s. Now that it's in your 30s, it might be slightly different. By the time you meet somebody, you might be in a different place. Maybe you started smoking. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? So it's the point is, though, that you are saying, at this place and time, these are the things that matter the most to me. And I'm willing to meet this person and reciprocate this person. I deserve to have this. I'm bringing my A game. Yes, you do. So I'm not going to waste my time with people who are in, who are not in alignment with me. Here's the other thing to note about this. There's only fucking one. Okay? So if you're going, unless you're polyamorous and you want to meet a bunch of people, most of us, we're talking about one soulmate, one person that we want to settle down with. Yes. So by sheer numbers game, ratio, physics, whatever, there's going to be a shit ton more that aren't the one than the one who actually is. So keep it from in that sort of framework because it can be very easy once you've done some of this and you start dating and there's red flags for you to go like, fuck, there's nobody out there. But you're one step closer to finding the one who is. And we're going to talk a lot about that next week. But what's most important for this week is that you get a real solid understanding of what you want. Otherwise, there's no way for it to be delivered. That's so true. I have met people that have done something similar to this in the past where they made that list and then showed it to their significant other later. Oh, yeah. I've had a couple of clients who did. I've yeah, been invited yeah. no, to... No, before I even knew anything about this. Like, I've heard of... You know, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I've been invited to at least three or four weddings specifically of people who we've gone through this process. That's pretty cool. And I've gotten wow. it a lot more... It really is cool. Yeah. Because for me, it's really cool because it's empowering to that particular person right. that, like, what you want fucking matters. Yeah. You don't have to just settle. And that's the other thing. Most people do. You can look around at a shit ton of people who are partnered who aren't happy. Sure. I know very, very few people who are madly in love with their spouse anymore. Mm-hmm. And it is largely because people take on projects and they settle. They're so fucking afraid of being alone that they're like, I'll take what I can get. Yeah. And... That is oftentimes subconscious. It is a process of our past. It's not necessarily that we search that out. It's just what we're kind of taught. Like you need to settle down by this particular time. So be compassionate with yourself as you go through this. Sure. And we're looking at it through a different lens. We're looking at it through what you want matters. So again, if you're just listening to this right now, be sure you go over to thejoyjunkie.com slash 202 and get your cheat sheet. It'll have the whole Soulmate Factory exercise written out for you so that you can easily print out and journal. And then it will also have the stuff that we're going to talk about next week. I think this should be really, really helpful. How fun. Yeah. Anything you wanted to add to this one? No, I think that's it for me. Cool. Yeah. I'm really hoping this is helpful and we will see you around these parts next week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.